0: You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hi from the Customer Treasury Service Unit of AIB and welcome to our weekly update on Tuesday, June 4th. I'm Gavin O'Carroll. With me is AIB's Chief Economist, Oliver Mangan, who wants us today to focus on the US economy, especially after recent wobbles in equity stock markets and then developments in the yield curve and bond markets, specifically in the US. Ollie, we're going to focus exclusively on the US economy today not on President Trump or his Irish visit. So firstly, the recent inversion in the yield curve of long-term US interest rates. Oli, please explain in plain English to our customers what this means and why is it important?
1: Okay, well firstly, um, in terms of the stock markets you mentioned, they had a very rough uh, May. Stock markets are very strong in the first four months of the year, but US stock markets lost about 7% in May. And that is not uncorrelated with what's going on in the bond markets that you mentioned. We've had what's called an inversion of the yield curve, which basically means uh, yield curves are in straits uh, for different maturities on the same type of debt. So we're looking at the US government bond market and the US uh, Treasury bill market, which is short-term bonds or short-term instruments. They're less than a year. And normally, you know, if you lend money for longer, you get a higher interest rate. So the further you go out in terms of maturity, the higher the rate is. So you've an upward sloping yield curve. What we've seen in the last couple of weeks is long-term interest rates have dropped below short-term interest rates. And in particular, what's uh, caught markets' attention is the yield on 10-year bonds has dropped below the yield on three-month Treasury bills. That is very unusual. And every recession in the last 50 years in the U.S. economy has been preceded by an inversion of the yield curve, where those 10-year yields drop below three-month interest rates. That really has got markets worried. Especially in circumstances where we have ongoing global trade tensions, we've had some weak U.S. economic data, we've had a slowdown in the global economy, uh, and as a result, this is you know really unnerved markets in the past couple of weeks in particular. Now, some caution is warranted uh, in using the yield curve. On this occasion, its long-term interest rates have fallen. I mean, the, the yield on ten-year bonds has fallen by under over a hundred basis points since last autumn. If you go back to last autumn, 10-year bonds in the States were yielding 3.25%. That's dropped to 2.15%. That's a drop of over 100 basis points. Actually, the yield on shorter instruments has remained unchanged because the Fed hasn't changed policy in the last six months. So the key determinant of short-term rates is what the Fed policy is doing. Now, when you look at previous recessions, what normally caused the inversion was that short-term rates were rising because the Fed was tightening policy Overdid it and triggered a recession, so we just need to be careful on this occasion that we it's not exactly the same uh, cause behind that inversion uh, as in previous cases that was followed by a recession. We just want to be careful in the way we, we draw conclusions from this, but it, it you know it is impacting market sentiment. There's no doubt about that, and you can see the weakness in stock markets as well. Uh, so you know we will be watching the data closely in, in the next f- number of months. And data have been weak in the U.S. in recent times.
0: I think, okay, for our listeners, just be crystal clear, long-term interest rates, if you think about fixed mortgages and short-term interest I think variable mortgages, you're, you're basically saying the long-term interest rates has come lower in line and then below the actual short-term interest rates, in this instance, yeah. the US Treasury bills.
1: And the short-term rates haven't really moved. Haven't really moved, okay. Yeah, so that is unusual. Now, as I said, the data in the US have been, there, there were a strong quarter one, but the more recent data have been weak. We've seen declines in retail sales, industrial production and capital good orders in April. We had very weak PMI services. PMI, so I was going to come to this. May, yes. And, um, you know, in particular the manufacturing sector, globally the manufacturing sector has weakened a lot in the last 12 months. I've met this point before because of weakness in international trade. We saw particularly weak um, PMI data for the manufacturing sector in the US in May.
0: 50.6 in yep. May versus yep. 52.6 they, in April.
1: Quite worryingly, uh, the services sector, which is the largest part of the economy, the PMI for that also declined quite sharply in May as well. So, I mean, that's just one month, but it does mean we need to watch the data very closely in the months ahead.
0: Ollie that US PMI data is the lowest level since 2009, yep. September, back in the depths of the crisis. At this stage, this could have a major impact on the US economy if the data is telling us the story that yeah, yeah. historically has played itself <laughs> and, out.
1: Okay, the last time the yield curve reverted was back in 2007 ahead of the last recession. So people are putting two and two together here. And I said there are concerns now about the future of the US economy. And when you look at it, I mean, this month, June, uh, is go- we're going to see the current expansion in June will become the longest on record. It will supersede or overtake the one of the 1990s. We've also seen concerns that um, the U.S. economy could weaken on the back of a number of factors. I mean, growth was strong in quarter one; it was three percent annualized. But the expectation now is that growth over the last year was boosted by the, f- the fiscal stimulus in terms of uh, tax cuts and spending increases. That is beginning to wane; it's run its course. Secondly, you know, U.S. interest rates were hiked consistently through 2017-2018, monetary tightening operates with a lagged effect. And there are concerns that that may be impacting, that that tightening of policy we saw over the last two years may now be impacting activity. And thirdly, we've had a slowdown in the global economy and the expectations that will impact the US as well. So, you know, markets, traders and investors are saying, well, this has now become the longest expansion on record. It's due to slow soon. Will it turn into recession? Uh, We're seeing that policy framework is not as supportive of growth that has been in the past uh, we see the weaker international economy so there are real concerns about the, the u.s economy now it has been strong like got one data were better than expected but we have seen weak data recently uh, and clearly you know it'll, the markets will be very focused on u.s data in the coming months i think there's no doubt that growth has been very strong in the u.s over the last year or two it will moderate the concern of markets is: Is it a moderation, or is it something much more sinister, like mm. a sharp mm. slowdown or a recession? So they'll be very focused, say, on those U.S. figures over the, over, over the summer in terms of uh, trying to get a handle on the extent of the slowdown in, in the U.S. economy. Now, in that regard, markets are becoming. Incre- you can see why mar- that markets are becoming increasingly concerned, because they've actually started pricing rate cuts in the U.S. As I mentioned before, last Christmas, the Fed was telling us it hike rates on two occasions in 2019, again in 2020. It changed its mind quite suddenly at the start of the year. It said, actually, we're putting policy on hold. We'll watch the data and see what's going to happen over the course of this year. Markets actually think that the next move in U.S. rates will be rate cuts, and then we'll get one before the end of the year. Wow. So the markets are thinking this, that we are on the cusp of a significant slowdown in economic activity. Uh, and furthermore that there could be two further rate cuts in 2020 in the u.s in the u.s that is a complete turnaround in sentiment from the end of 2019 when the fed was telling us we'll actually have to increase rates by 75 basis points now the markets think they'll have to cut rates by 75 basis points so the sharp fall in long-term interest rates uh, the turnaround in market expectations in regard to interest rates the pr- the fact that the pricing three rate cuts Uh, The weakness we've seen in the stock market over the last month all suggests that the market is beginning to believe that this just isn't a moderation activity, this isn't just a slowing to more sustainable rates, that we are seeing, uh, what we're going to see, or at the start of, is a sharp slowdown in US economic activity that will warrant an easing monetary policy before the year is out.
0: We're just after the long weekend in Ireland and we're now into June, there's a raft of economic data and releases out this week, Ollie mainly central bank focused team because you have other western world uh, central banks I see Australia is coming in yeah. as well this week we've got European Central Bank we've got non-farm payrolls in the bank US Bank of India Australia. as well Bank of in- no, India I would well. think
1: in terms of the data a lot of attention will focus on the key report every month in the US is the employment report for, uh, Friday next and that's coming Friday now again in the first four months of this year we've seen very solid growth in US employment uh, and the likelihood is, of the market's expecting, some moderation. Now, still a solid report, but not as strong as in previous months. Uh, <clears throat> if that was a particularly weak report, you know, it will, again, significantly impact uh, the behaviour of markets in terms of bond markets uh, and stock markets. As you say, the ECB's meeting this week. Now, there's no great change there. I mean, the ECB, we know the ECB rates are on hold for a considerable period of time, Um but having said that, you know the data have been weakened in, in, in terms of PMI data in recent times. We'll just see the tone that Mr Draghi adopts in terms of the press conference. On Thursday. Yeah, he could possibly extend. The, the ECB have, have, have indicated that rates are on hold until the end of the year. There's an ex- expectation at some stage that they will extend that forward guidance on untrained rates into 2020. It, the mayor may not say that on Thursday. We'll wait and see. But even more interesting, and we don't normally follow these central banks, <clears throat> but both the Bank of India and the Central Bank of Australia are both meeting this week and both may well cut interest rates. Wow, uh, be or, interesting uh, okay. Yeah, interesting you now. Yeah. Australia's obviously very exposed to international trade, the slowdown in China. Uh and, and tied very closely
0: to the U.S. Fed as well. That was proven through the, the it is the yes, but
1: it's it's it, it's a truly global. You know, it's a big commodity producer, very involved in international trade, very much linked in or locked in these days to so the fortune of the Asian economies to slow down in China, uh, and we've seen a cooling of the property market there as well. So that there's even though the Australian economy remains in good shape, we could see a rate cut in Australia. We could see a rate cut in the bank by the Bank of India again. The, the, the Indian economy has been performing quite well. Mm. But again, it's a big exporting nation, and signs of slowdowns in international trade is worrying central banks. And could this be a precursor, you know, for a cut in Fed rates later on in the year? Again, as in the US, it's, it's you know, let's remind ourselves: the economy is growing at three percent rate the unemployment rates as low as level in 50 years 3.6% 3. 3. 3. Yeah. so the Fed will want to see real weakness in economic data before it shifts off this you know, the level of interest rates is 2.5% so that's why the data will be very important for the Fed the Fed is very much I think policy will be driven by data not expectations not what the market thinks because the economy is in a strong position, so I just want to make a mistake here and ease interest rates and then have to put them up at a later stage. So I think the Fed will act on data. Uh, and that's why the figures on the US economy in the coming months are so important.
0: Okay, Ollie, thank you. As you said, current US expansion will this month become the longest on record. And you've written about that in today's uh, Irish Examiner article. Many thanks, Ollie. We'll have a podcast on Thursday covering the Irish PMIs and that'll link nicely into where the Irish economy is uh, at this point in time. And thank you sincerely to our customers and listeners for subscribing to our weekly updates. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, please do press the subscribe button to AOB's Market Talk on iTunes or the podcast apps for iOS or Android. We look forward to bringing you the stories on the Irish economy Thursday. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Banks PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.